Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you're meeting up with someone and they text that they're going to be a few minutes late, how late do you expect them to be? What, what in your mind, what's a few minutes late? Uh, inside 10. Yeah, the most popular answer, 5 to 10 minutes. Okay. Some aren't that patient, though. They expect, when asked, uh, the person to be on time and uh, anything less uh, than like a couple of minutes is yeah. too much. Uh, I mean, generally, we're, we should be on time. But if you run into you know traffic issues or some sort of mm. problem there, a, a couple of minutes can be... You would think inside five minutes would be completely understandable. We're so bad, and I think we're all guilty of this, when you're getting ready to go anywhere and you know you've got to be somewhere at a certain time, for some reason stuff just always comes up. And you think, oh, i got to take a minute just to do this. i right. gotta, I got to do that. And, then, and in your mind, you convince yourself that your drive is not nearly as long as you think it might be. Oh, right. I'll get, it'll be fine. I'll get there. And then, of course, you're on the road. and. You forget about, oh, I don't know, traffic lights. Yes. Other, yeah. other people. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's funny because, you know, we as a, as a population in Canada especially tend to think of things in terms of time mm. when it comes to travel. Like how far away is that? Yeah, it's 20 minutes. It's yeah, half I an do hour, that all the time. It's 15 right? minutes. You know, we, we don't think of things in terms of kilometers and how many stoplights we get there. Mm. And many of us, I think, would probably turn on our maps uh, like for directions, and it gives you that time, yeah. the estimated time. You think, boy, that's that takes longer than I thought it was going to be. Well, Marie and I will have this discussion because she'll put on the, the maps if we don't know where we're going, and she'll say, this takes an hour and a half. And I say, yeah, but that's doing the speed limit. Right. That's based on actually doing it, 100 kilometers an hour. It tends to not change that much. I've, I've, well, right. yeah, it's not like I beat it by 10 or 15 minutes. No. Usually I skimmed a few minutes yeah, off. Yeah, it's a minute or, well, because it becomes a race. Mm -hmm. right? Can I beat the time that she's oh, telling me? I'll prove you it's wrong. It's going to be, right? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we think in terms of time, and if, if there's any arguments that I have, like, they're probably the most frustrating ones I have with my boys right now are getting them out of the house yeah, it's a weird to be thing on time for the and to impress upon them how important it is mm -hmm. to be on time to for be things. early yes know. and and that means you know when we are invited for something at seven o'clock mm -hmm. we don't leave at seven o'clock right and even if we think it's five minutes away we don't leave at five two mm -hmm. it's better to be there a little bit early and it's a heck of a lot less stressful mm -hmm. to be there a little bit early and so most of the yelling and screaming around my house happens in the few minutes before we leave and the few minutes after we return. It's funny with uh, appointments because uh, I would suggest that if you're invited to somebody's home for dinner and they say be there at 6, it's probably better to show up at quarter after or 10 after. Gives people that window. If you show up at 10 to... I think most people who have invited you over would say, oh, crap, they're here already. Yeah, yeah they're scrambling. Yeah, yeah, because we're all behind. Right. So they're trying to finish, as you say, getting the house to look like nobody lives there. Well, but it, again, it depends because, hey, you know, you're, if you're invited over for dinner, 
right? It, you know, it's, sometimes it's tough to time those things. You know, if there's going to be appetizers yeah. and stuff going around, and that you know, and drinks, you have time. If you're just invited for drinks, then it's kind of an open window, right? As to as to when you show up. But I mean, you don't want to be showing up for dinner and be an hour late. No, an know? hour. No, an hour is too much. But I've always said to Marie, we should be we should fashionably be a, late. Fashionably late when invited to somebody's home. Give them that window to finish doing whatever yeah. they need to do. But if you um, if you have a, a business meeting, anything else, if I have something at noon, I in my head will tell myself I got to be there at eleven fifty. Right. You know, just to just to buy myself yeah. that. To 10 be minutes. fashionably late is like is again five ten minutes. Yeah. You know, it, anything over that, you're starting to be actually rude. Well, it's a power play. Yeah. Too, right. If you if you're meeting a buddy for lunch, and uh, and he shows up a half an hour late, basically he's saying to you, "My time's more important than right. yours." Yeah. You know, and it's just very rude. I had a, I have a friend. I was going to say had a friend, but no, we're still friends. This guy wouldn't just be late; he'd be hours, hours wow, late. What? And and all the time, like him and uh, his girlfriend at the time, this is years ago, Marie and I. We're inviting them, I think, or we were all going to meet at our place for drinks and then go downtown for something. And we were supposed to get together at like 7 o'clock in the evening. I don't think he showed up till 9.30. We left. Right. We left. We just called him because this would have been 90, so there was no texting. Before kids, I was never late. Right. <laughs> now, were you, were you pretty prompt? When I, you, I've mean, always tried to be. Yeah. And we work in a business where you have to be prompt. You yeah. can't show up late. Now, <laughs> some, some mornings Sometimes. you can Facebook has been in the spotlight and certainly a negative spotlight over the last little while. They had that uh, woman, the uh, former employee, coming out and sharing some uh, some secrets. And uh, certainly there's been talk within government uh, offices about uh, should this monopoly be broken up and what can they do about it. Wow, I had it in the news yesterday, a leger poll, and like 40% of Canadians mm-hmm. think it's getting a little... Uh a little too big. Yeah, a little out of hand. Facebook came out yesterday and said they're starting to ban severe sexualizing content that targets celebrities and public figures. So that's good. Somebody's got the celebrities back. Right. Yeah. You know, I think really you want to you want to protect anybody. It's those individuals who are nobodies who are being bullied, young girls and boys in school right. who come home and get bullied on social media. I think most celebrities are strong enough and big enough to defend themselves. Well, it, it's tough. I, I go back to, to the U.S. Open in tennis, um, and there was a, an American who made it uh, quite far into it, but she said right after her loss, that, oh, here come here will come all the comments about her looks and mm-hmm. her, you know, that she's, she's maybe too fat to run, couldn't run, and the negativity that's out there. The anonymity has to be stopped, mm-hmm. and, and they have to find a way... To stop, you know, the, with Twitter and Facebook and social media, the, it's so easy to create a profile and to fake one, mm-hmm. right? And there's people that have fake profiles and all the bots, like that kind of crap, is the ones that need need to be. There still has to be some accountability. Yeah, that when you post something, it's you, right? And those comments are still attributable to you. Yeah, no, that that's probably true. I just find with this announcement. It's an easy out. You know? Right, yes. It's, it's another way for Facebook to try to act like they're doing something when really, really they're not doing anything at all because it's still Joe Public that needs to be protected. Right. right. Like um, how many people do you know, and I know we know some, who have been in Facebook jail so they just all of a sudden they pop up with oh, a yeah. different name? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, for sure it happens a lot. 
Um, no more posting photos, images, or degrading drawings or content depicting individuals in the process of bodily functions. That's one of the things they're going to do. All right. Um, they're going to uh, update its current uh, bullying and harassment policies, profiles, pages, groups, and events that sexualize public figures will be removed, as well as anything considered as mass harassment. Right. Uh, Facebook's global head of safety said these changes are made to prevent a figure's appearance from being weaponized. He added, uh, Facebook also recognizes that becoming a public figure isn't always a choice and that this fame can increase the risk of bullying and harassment, particularly if the person comes from an underrepresented community. So, yeah, I guess there's that, too. Yes, someone could end up in the in the news or um, a um, uh, who would be a great example. Um, um um, what's her name? Uh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, okay. That's a great example, I think, of a, a woman who never asked for that attention, got herself in a situation, um, and uh, and found herself the center of, you know, a lot of hatred, a uh, lot they, of anger. I heard the promos, really, because they're doing that, you know, uh, kind of the people versus type thing. or, uh-huh. or the Impeachment. The, the impeachment Yeah, I've been show. watching it. It's great. And apparently this week was the big Linda Tripp blow up. Yeah, she, well, this is the, yeah, the, the one that just aired is when... Um, Monica is taken into custody by uh, the FBI. By 10 stars people. And um, yeah, the whole hotel scene and how that played out she, that day. When she learned that Linda Tripp yeah. had, had. Oh, the look she gave her. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. And then, oh, I, I won't give it away because somebody's maybe watching it, but there's a couple of moments between the two of them. It's really well done. Yeah, well, the actors are being praised for it. Sarah Paulson was so good in the OJ yeah. one, too. Yeah. yeah, she's now a part of all of these. I think she's an executive producer on this one as well, as is Monica Lewinsky. Okay, yes, she is, yes. A producer of it. Now, speaking of Facebook and social media, uh, there's uh, been an, a, a study done in Australia about uh, distinct ways that social media is bad for us. And they put them in a, a few categories. they got about 46 distinct ways that it's bad for us. But they break it down into things like cost of uh, social exchange. It's a catch-all thing for uh, wasting time and energy on social media. Also, the psychological harm, like making us more jealous and anxious. There's annoying content that includes anything that annoys, upsets, or irritates you. Basically, anything you didn't want or expect to see. Privacy concerns... Real threats of your personal information being shared with third parties, security threats. That's mostly about scammers, bots, this kind of thing. Mm. Um, Cyberbullying, which I really think is one of the biggest problems. Crazy, yeah. And low performance, meaning it tends to distract us and make us less productive at work and at school. It's an interesting time in social media and Facebook in that there seems to be, you know, for an example, I remember years ago in the workplace, certainly in radio, when Facebook Facebook first came on the scene, employers didn't want us doing anything with it because they just saw it as a waste of time. Right. They didn't want you on there chatting with your friends. That's all they saw it as. Then they caught on to it being this great opportunity to promote and enhance. And so now everybody not only uh, uses it, is forced, you know, in the workplace. Right. To, to, uh, but now it seems to be turning around. It's like an Instagram was the big thing. And now we realize what it does wrong. And there seems to be a push the other way. To remove yourself from it. Well, because every now and then you got to kind of go back and put yourself in in your high school shoes. Yeah. Right? For the, some of the people that are, are so heavily impacted by this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if you were one who was uh, not part of the in crowd or were bullied uh, in high school in our day. Yeah. You know, yeah, it would suck to be in the school. Uh, but then when you go home, you get a reprieve from yeah. that. 
And the problem with social media now is you don't get that reprieve. No. Right? <laughs> you, you can be attacked all the time. Yep. And, you know, you can't just crawl into your hole. There is, there's no place to crawl to yeah. when it comes to that. And, and so it, it's a very dangerous thing for so many. If we, if we are starting to remove ourselves from social media, which I understand it's too much a part of our lives to ever get rid of it completely now. But if, if many of us are saying, okay, I've had enough, I think that's a positive. Oh, well, uh, Sheldon Shoresley, Shoresley must have been happy last night. Sheldon Keefe, of course. I call him Sheldon right. now because that's all he reminds me of since watching All or Nothing on uh, Amazon. He is he is Shorzy from uh, Letter Kenny. Anyhow, he must have been happy with the win, but I'm sure he was full on potty mouth on the bench during that first period, especially the first half. First, first couple of minutes. Yeah. He would have been screaming at his guys to wake up and get going. Yeah. If it wasn't for Soupy. <laughs> That's right. It would have been tough Boss. early. Soupy's a good man. <laughs> I was uh, sharing that with Daniel, and he, like me, just rolls our eyes. <laughs> Anyhow, I thought, you know, it was very nice seeing the whole um, the whole place filled with people. And when they did the national anthem and the uh, the crowd took over, I thought Artels that, performed before that, Yeah, too. that was really cool with him running through the uh, through the building. But again, you know, this is so, so, uh, so Toronto Maple Leafs and hockey fans. I mean, he comes storming out, and there's barely a peep. Yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't notice him. Maybe they didn't, you know, wasn't wasn't enough time to react. But if that was a Raptors game and Drake came screaming out performing, I mean, the whole place would have gone insane. Right. Leaf fans are like hockey fans. I don't know if it's different in different arenas, but I always find it's such a quiet downer place. So once the puck drops, it just goes silent. Well, yes, because, you know, there's, there's you get the oohs and ahs of the re- reaction that's happening and people are just screaming through all of it, unless you're—it's funny. Unless you're in a minor hockey arena, mm. and then everyone's an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, t- skate, shoot, <laughs> as if they didn't know what to do when they were on the ice. Because hockey parents are the most annoying <laughs> human beings ever. But the but at the NHL level, you're not yelling at them to go. Mm. They do start yelling to shoot and power plays and stuff like that when they get yeah. a little antsy. But for the most part, and 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 it is part of the Toronto curse is that that lower bowl. It's so expensive right. to go that it's a corporate environment yep. and not a fan environment. That's right, yeah. But still, great to see people in the seats again. I, As much as they tried their best last year, man, it always just like looked to me like beer league hockey with nobody, really? nobody in the seats. Yeah. I thought they did a pretty good so job boring. of pumping in sound and using stuff from like video games. They got together with the EA Sports to get like crowd reactions. Mm. Uh, to make it, you know, for what it was, I thought it was done pretty well. But yeah, you certainly you get the momentum switches early, <laughs> and you could see it right away yeah. when the Leafs were down, and you know, you get a couple of good saves, and the crowd starts to get into it as well, cheering them on, and they they can go to their legs, as they say. Um, tonight it's Ottawa. It is it in Ottawa. In yeah. Ottawa. So there's that. I'm done though. I mean, I saw the first game. That's it. That's it. That's it. And I'll watch the last, or even if it kind of comes down to the wire about a playoff spot or not. Uh, if it's a, a guaranteed deal that they're in the playoffs, and I'll, I'll wait till uh, the playoffs start, and then I'll jump fully on that bandwagon. For you every year, it's, yeah, it's, it's a decision of how far ahead you're going to let the bandwagon get before mm. you jump right back on it. Well, and as I age, I can't <laughs> let it get too. No, I can't let it get too far ahead of me. I can't catch it. Today's a big day. Big, big day. Date number two for uh, Lucky right. and the Lovely Marissa. Yes. Now I'd they, almost forgotten. They had their first one. Well, don't let her hear that. <laughs> She's got her wedding dress on, the whole thing. 
<laughs> and bridesmaids picked out. It's tough to golf in that, I yeah. would think. <laughs> tough to swing through. Uh, I'm not carrying the train. <laughs> With the veil in front of her and everything. Yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> it impacts gonna, the swing. It's going to be tough. Um, you had the first date, and I chaperoned, and, right. and I and I and I'm now I'm not involved in this date at all because the company uh, she works with has invited you and Phantom Security Group out to this uh, tournament. Have they offered to put up cameras and stuff on the carts for you? To uh, I should have asked. <laughs> I, I didn't even bother. We are asking. a security company. Here's here's where I'm fairly confident that nothing's going on. Right. The lovely Maria and I have been together for a very long time, and in me. She has seen the worst example of the male race. I mean, I've I've made her dislike and distrust men so much that there's not a chance you'd have to have a hundred dates right. before she'd be willing to believe that you were a decent human being just because you're a male. Gotcha. And in her eyes, we're all horrible. Yes, because yeah. well, they been, all like you. I've been the shining light. Right. So I'm not too. I mean, I will get a little worried. I'll tell you if a phantom a security group invites you to their Christmas party and not oh, me. Right, that, that might be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a problem. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. If she comes home tonight uh, with uh, with all sorts of uh, lucky stories, right? Yeah, over dinner. Uh, you've heard them all before. You get the ball. It went a long way. <laughs> Yeah, she Almost might, had a hole in one. She might, she might get annoyed. Right. Oh, way to go, Lucky. <laughs> what a good shot. I don't know. We'll see. The pressure's on. Although I, I'm saying the pressure's not that much on because again, I only have to give half effort because they didn't support me in the hundred hole hike. <laughs> right. So <laughs> they supported Maria. Stepped yeah. up for her. Uh huh. And so now, you know, we'll see. Yeah. If Phantom Security become phantoms when the gear cart comes around, <laughs> or when it's time to pony up, look out. Howie Mandel rushed to the hospital yesterday after collapsing at a Starbucks in Los Angeles. Wow. Howie was with his wife and some friends when he went down. But he was home in a matter of hours. He tweeted, I'm home and doing better. I was dehydrated and had low blood sugar. Which I find odd because isn't that all that Starbucks is? It's just (laughs) coffee and lots of sugar and creamy things. Maybe he hadn't ordered yet. Yeah. Maybe he passed out when he got the bill. (laughs) Yeah. How much? <laughs> 20 for of any. Yeah. I uh, appreciate, he says, the great doctors and nurses that took such good care of me. Thank you to everyone who reached out, but I'm doing okay. I wonder if with his, you know, phobia of touching and all of that. Like, right. People have to be, here he is on the floor, which I'm sure he didn't like very much, germs and such. And then strangers probably leaning over him. And, well, if he's passed out, maybe he didn't know. Yeah, perhaps. Olivia Wilde is uh, on a campaign of some sort. She is uh, jumped on the Free the Nipple bandwagon. Okay. Yes, this is a thing. Uh, in an interview with Vogue, she says, uh, if we were allowed opportunities to celebrate our body, it has an effect on how we treat one another and how we treat ourselves. I wish that in this country we weren't so terrified of women's bodies. She says, I think it's all really silly, and it's really hilarious to navigate this society's fear of women's bodies, even though without them, we wouldn't be here. She makes a good point. Right. Um, and I guess it's the whole thing that uh, nipples, boobs. It's like when women breastfeed, it's seen as dirty or wrong or mm. something you shouldn't be doing in public. I'm neither here nor there. No, I never really have been. I'm sure when I was a younger man, if I happened to see a woman breastfeeding a baby, I was probably caught a little off guard because like, oh, it comes kind of happens out of nowhere. you know. Right. But I really would never judge anybody on it. 
She also did a uh, untouched uh, nude photo in support of all of this. Yes, I apologize to the IT department here at The Rock. <laughs> in preparing for this segment, I've had to Google right. Olivia Wilde, free the nipple. It's, it's work. Right. It's, it's, it's research. It's not point. an easy job we have. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Everyone's doing research these days. That's ours. Actually, I think she was also in that, um, it was a short-lived, 19, uh, the 1970s, um, the, the music industry. It's produced, I think, by Mick Jagger. And uh, she was in it, and I think she got naked in that, too, and uh, had to um, avoid the grooming for a while. So oh. it was realistic. Okay. Uh, she was still married to Jason Sudeikis at the time. I'm sure he wasn't happy about right. that. <laughs> you're so. doing a movie where you're what? <laughs> That's what said, sent Ted Lasso to England. Yeah, <laughs> i got to get away from that. Anyhow, that's, that's her thing these days. And William Shatner went to space, and boy, he was emotional when he got home. Everybody in the world needs to be. What you have given me is the most profound experience I can have. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I don't want to lose it. So much larger than the me of life, and it hasn't got anything to do with the little green planet, the blue orb, and the asking to do that. It has to do with the enormity and the quickness and the suddenness of life and death. And the, oh my god, I am overwhelmed. Took him longer to get through that than the flight. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's you know, he is 90, yeah. he's only 10 minutes long, he's probably already forgotten about it. You know, <laughs> What what did you do yesterday, Bill? Well, I can't remember. <laughs> At lunch. Yeah. Oatmeal. <laughs> and, of course, he is in his 90s, as he said, so he actually spent most of the flight in the bathroom. <laughs> Stuck. <laughs> but I, the one thing, though, is that, you know, this is something everyone right. needs to do. Well, yeah, yeah we're, we're not all, you know, we don't all have fans in Jeff Bezos who no. will pay for it for us. I'm sure there's a dude in Zimbabwe who's up next. Yeah. <laughs> next in line. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.